Welcome to the Port Ferry Information Centre. There's a popular saying we share with visitors when they come into the Port Ferry Information Centre. We tell them, don't just visit Port Ferry, visit Port Ferry's past. To help you visit Port Ferry's past, our Information Centre provides two guided walking tours that introduce you to the most famous European settlers and places in Port Ferry's colourful past. This podcast provides a brief introduction to these two Fun With History guided walks. You'll be led on the tours by one of our knowledgeable volunteer staff members. One tour takes you around the town and the other to the nearby wharf on the Moyne River. These 90-minute walks usually take place on Saturday and Sunday mornings, weather permitting. They start promptly at 11am in front of the Visitor Information Centre in Bank Street, so don't be late and miss out on all the fun. The tours are conducted at a leisurely pace over the flat terrain of the town and wharf, allowing you plenty of time to absorb and enjoy the stories and anecdotes, and ask as many questions as you like. The tours are suitable for adults as well as children. In the town tour, your guide will begin by introducing you to today's Port Ferry and ask you to ponder as to how and why Port Ferry was awarded the most livable small town in, well, the universe in 2012. But what got Port Ferry over the line to win this most prestigious award from other famous towns? Did it have something to do with the absence of traffic lights and parking metres? Or was it because there are no pokies in the town? Or is it our famous and highly regarded golf course? Or our distinctive local drinking water? Or was it something else? Come along and you'll soon find out. Your first stop on both tours will be to visit the nearby memorial, etched onto a volcanic basalt rock that the Moyne Shire placed near the Information Centre in 2011. The inscription on the rock asks us to remember and recognise the fact that Europeans weren't the first people living here. No, the first people to live here were the Gunditjmara indigenous people. They had been living in the Port Ferry region and along the coast between Portland and Warrnambool for possibly 40,000 years or more. We feel it's important to acknowledge this fact at the start of each tour and reflect on what happened to them once Europeans arrived here. There were at least four major turning points in Port Ferry's past that significantly changed the town's destiny that ultimately led to the town developing into the popular tourist destination that we know today. The life and times of the European settlers during these critical periods is discussed by your tour guide. But just to whet your appetite, the first critical event that happened in Port Ferry, after it was discovered and named in 1828, happened around about 1834. The whalers started arriving. They came to hunt and exploit the several hundred whales that regularly migrated along the coast between Portland and Port Ferry Bay each year to breed. Led by John Griffiths and the Mills brothers, these rough-and-tough men from Launceston in Tasmania risked life and limb in pursuit of these big fish, as whales were often called in those times. Big fortunes could be made from exporting whale oil and whale bone overseas. But they weren't the first whalers in Port Ferry. Have a look at a $20 note. The mother of Port Ferry's first whaler is depicted on one side of it. Mary Reby's son, James, and Joseph Penny established the first whaling station on Griffith Island. 
But just when the whaling era started to decline, the destiny of Port Ferry took a dramatic turn in 1843. In that year, a wealthy Irishman with the dreaded land hunger affliction bought 5,000 acres of land in Port Ferry and started creating a township and port he called Belfast. Belfast quickly grew and flourished to become a successful and vibrant town and port through the 1840s, 1850s and into the early years of the 1860s. Then disaster struck the town in 1862 and the destiny of Port Ferry took a dramatic turn for the worse. The thriving boon town and port of Belfast suddenly and almost overnight became bankrupt. What caused this disaster and who was to blame? The story of how this disastrous turn of events happened is full of intrigue and involves the most colourful and controversial of all of Belfast's past characters. He was yet another Irishman with land hunger. But you'll have to come on the tour to find out who he was and how this calamity occurred. As we know, Port Ferry didn't just disappear after 1862. But its progress did stagnate for many years. Towns like Warrnambool grew and flourished as a result of Belfast's downfall. Although the introduction of the railway in 1890 certainly had a positive impact on the financial progress of the town. But Port Ferry's destiny was to dramatically change again during the 1970s. This change wasn't just due to the establishment of the Port Ferry Folk Festival in the 1970s, a festival which would eventually become the internationally renowned musical event that it is today. There are a couple of other lesser well-known introductions to the town which combined with the coming of the festival that led Port Ferry becoming the popular and most famous tourist destination it is today. What were those other developments, you ask? And by the way, why isn't Port Ferry still called Belfast? You guessed it, you'll have to come on the tour to find out. The history of the town is very much tied up with the development of the port. Our second guided tour looks at the fascinating historical development of the port of Port Ferry. But where was the port located? You may be thinking that with a river and a bay to choose from, this seems like a pretty simple question with a simple answer. But nothing could be further from the truth. Yes, Port Ferry was blessed with two choices for the location of the port, the river or the bay, but which one should be chosen? Not surprisingly, the influential people in the town argued amongst themselves and couldn't decide. And anyway, the government refused to give the town any money to develop the port. That there are 19 shipwrecks in the bay suggests where the port was first located. But the problems associated with using the bay as the town's first port didn't stop the port and town from thriving. And so by the 1850s, Belfast was the second busiest port in the Port Phillip district. Eventually the river became the port, but not until a lot of bureaucratic bungling and rorting took place. Come on the tour and find out about the government's hilariously stupid, or, or should I say unwise, decisions surrounding the development of the port and how they managed to wait, waste thousands of pounds in the process. But the locals weren't innocent either. The town's most famous and influ influential settler, mentioned previously in the financial crash of 1862, was up to his ears in controversy concerning the development of the river as a port. We also look at Port Ferry's very own wharf, elephant and casino. 
Yes, you heard me correctly. Port Ferry had its very own elephant and casino on the wharf. So why not join a Sunday tour to find out about the elephant and the casino and a whole lot more about the port of Port Ferry. But most importantly, have fun with history. If you enjoy the guided walks or are simply interested in a light-hearted look at Port Ferry's and Victoria's early history, why not read through one of the Fun With History activities that can be found on the Port Ferry Historical Society website. There are five activities involving role-playing card games. They are set in the following places and years. Port Phillip in 1835, Melbourne in 1837, Portland in 1843, Belfast, or Port Ferry as the town is known today, in 1851, and Warrnambool in 1856. Real characters from the time gather together to discuss actual events that happened in those years, or thereabouts anyway. The characters interact in an imagined conversation that might have taken place had they met together and play a competitive card game with the winner taking away the bragging rights. To find out more about what these activities are like, listen to the Fun With History podcast about land hunger in Belfast in 1851. And don't forget, there is a challenging crossword puzzle to solve after each activity. Another way to find out about Port Ferry's history is to come and visit Port Ferry's official and fully accredited Tourism Information Centre which is operated by friendly staff and volunteers for the benefit of tourists. The information centre is centrally located within the railway precinct in the centre of town. So come and have a chat to our friendly staff and volunteers. They have a wealth of local knowledge and will give you the insights you need to get the most out of your visit, as well as help with accommodation or tips about cool new restaurants and cafes. They can also provide you with information and maps of Port Ferry's heritage buildings that will help you enjoy Port Ferry's rich history. When you visit our centre, you'll soon discover why they won a 2018 TripAdvisor Certificate of Excellence. Free Wi-Fi is also available, and it's a great place to pick up local merchandise or souvenirs for family and friends. There is ample free parking, with designated free space available to park caravans, camper trailers, coaches and RVs.